Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Axing the Future. Today we're going to be learning from Nick Del Santo, who was an AFL player at St Kilda and North Melbourne. In his 12 year AFL career, he was a three time All Australian, had 135 Brownlow votes, came second in the Brownlow in 2011 and in the same year second in the Trevor Barker Award. He's played, I believe, in two grand finals, technically three. Um, because of the draw, he's kicked 156 goals through his career. He was picked 13 in the 2001 draft and won the Ian Stewart medal in 2005 and is currently a broadcaster. Welcome, Nick. Thank you very much. That was a nice little run out of my career, which feels like a yeah. lifetime ago. It is lovely to be here. Yeah, nice for you to be here, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So uh, for the people that don't know you, tell us a bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. So I was born in Melbourne. Mum and dad are from Melbourne. Um, my father is in agriculture, so I grew up in Bendigo, uh, where I spent pretty much 17 years. And then I finished year 12 um, at a school called Bendigo Senior, so just the public school in Bendigo. Yep. And then a couple of days after finishing my last exam, which I think was business management, I was drafted to St Kilda. So I had a really short um, holiday with a couple of friends down to Torquay. I didn't have a real good chance to go to like to a schoolies, yeah. but I went to Torquay for a couple of nights quickly with a few friends, came back, got drafted a couple of days later, and then before I knew it, I was training at Moorabbin, got drafted to St mm. Kilda. So just quickly growing up, loved all sport. Um, I was interested in school to a certain degree, but I always loved sport. Um, basketball, athletics, golf, anything that would get me out of, out of the classroom pretty much. And I was just fortunate that I was able to get drafted to play footy. I spent 12 years at St Kilda. And then after 260 games, went to North Melbourne. And I was at North Melbourne for three more years and I played 62 games at North Melbourne. I finished football three years ago. Yep. And since then have been involved mostly in the media. I work uh, for a radio station, SEN, who are pretty much a 24 hour a day, seven day a week sports station and I work um, with Fox Football. So nice. between those two, that takes up a fair bit of time. And then I do a tiny bit of work with St Kilda as yep. a coach of their academy. So the boys and girls that are between the ages of about 13 and 17, before yep. they can get drafted, we have an academy which sort of helps these young kids come through. And I also do a tiny bit of work with a finance company in the city, a company called Hi. Life Wealth. Nice. So between all that, I'm a bit busy. Yeah, but it sounds like that's a busy about where schedule. I'm at. And I've also got three kids, three young kids, yeah. so I've got a little bit going on. But it is, as I said at the start, lovely to be here and talk to you. Yeah, nice. Um, so kind of, I guess you kind of mentioned it, but what were like your main hobbies as a kid? And when you were a kid, what did you kind of want to be when you grew up? Good question. My hobbies as a kid was pretty much sport. I never played any Game Boys or Playstations. I never had any of them. This is going back quite a while yep. as well. So I'm 35, so this is going back to, uh, I was born in 1984, so the late 80s and probably 90s is when I was growing up and could have had access to those sort of things, but I never did. All I loved doing was playing sport. I had some really close mates that I went to school with that also lived right around the corner from me. So we used to spend most nights playing games. We'd leave the house as soon as we'd get home, we'd have our afternoon snack with mum and dad and then I'd grab a ball and I'd be outside playing. So I loved chipping golf balls. I loved basketball as a kid. I don't know if you know a basketballer called Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> yeah. on your Instagram when I was researching. He's, he's he was legend. my favourite sports person. Yeah. Still is probably my, my yeah. sporting idol. I you met with his manager a while ago. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I was fortunate to go to a luncheon 
in September where his agent was the guest speaker. And to tell some of the stories about the person that I loved as a kid was unbelievable to hear about Michael Jordan going through college and then getting drafted to the Bulls and mm. some of the stories about his life and his lifestyle and some of the decisions that he's made, which yep. was amazing to give some insight into that. But I just love sport. Yeah. I don't know why. My mum was good at netball. My dad was okay at football and athletics, but not. they never pushed me into sport. I just always loved yeah. being outside, swimming, playing with mates, whatever yeah. it would have been. I just was always outside. And they were my main hobbies. And my mum and dad made a deal with me when I was going through school that as long as I applied myself at school, that I didn't have to get a real job. That was Aye. the deal. I had to go to school, I had to try and do my best, I had to study, had to do my homework. And then obviously had my sport outside of school as well. And if I did those things, that I didn't have to get an extra job. So I did. <laughs> yeah, no. So that kind of covers kind of who inspired you as a kid. And yeah. so, like, how did you get here, like, today? Like, where you at? Like, what was, like, the main, like, important bits of your journey? To you get think? me yeah. into football? Or, like, to kind of throughout your whole career, like, life? Um, I knew that I had to play a team sport because I think that's the sort of person that I was, but and I think that's still who I am now, that I couldn't do an individual sport. I, I did athletics as a kid, and this sort of all comes back to what inspires me and what motivated me when I was younger, that I used to get really nervous in individual sport. I used to do athletics, and I was okay at athletics, not overly good, but I used to get real anxious and nervous and didn't overly enjoy it because of those yeah. feelings. But team sport, I always loved sharing you know, the work, yeah. getting ready for a game, playing yeah. the game, and then celebrating a victory or... Um, you know, the sorrow of loss with yeah. teammates. I always felt yeah. I always enjoyed that. So I always knew whatever I was going to do, it had to be a team sport. Um, and I guess that motivated me in some ways as well, that I always felt that I could train harder as long as I was doing it for someone else as well, mm -hmm. not just myself. And football was easy to do that. I had really supportive parents growing up that used to drive me around yeah. everywhere, every night to play whatever sport that I wanted to do. And I was making... A couple of rep teams which always added an extra layer on to extra yeah. training which is always nice. which is always hard yeah and now that I've got kids the fear of driving out my own kids around every night of the week to sport scares yeah. me a little bit but my parents did it for me I used to come to Melbourne every Friday night to play basketball yeah. um, so two-hour drive to play basketball a Friday night after school I'd go straight onto a minibus which our yeah. team would organize and then I'd get home at about 2 a.m. After the game, get home. We used to always get Maccas. Used to get Maccas on the way home. I eat a Big Mac and then get ready for football the next day. But so, what inspired me? All the decisions that I made was I had to play a team sport. Couldn't play individual. I knew that early on, and I just loved being with people. And even yeah. playing AFL football, senior football, the the my favourite bit was my teammates. And the bit that I miss now, being out of the game for three years, is actually my teammates. It's the yeah. one bit. As much as I loved mm. playing, I still miss that part. I miss seeing my mates every day yeah. and training with them. Mm. Do you still catch up with them, like over? Yeah, you know, I do. Classic yeah, lunches? I do. Yeah. So I'm um, a couple in particular. So Jason Blake and his wife, they live right around the corner, and our kids are similar age, so we see them a lot. They're really close friends. I see Joey Montagna quite a lot. Nick Rewalt a little bit. He lives around the corner as well. And then we've probably got Farron Ray. I still speak to a lot. And then we've probably got another group of about ten or fifteen that we, James Gwilt, Sam Gilbert. I see Ross Lyon still a little bit, yeah. um, Stephen Milne, Bakes, Sam Fisher, Lenny Hayes, yeah. Snyder. So yeah. there's a lot of us. Um, 
I was at a party on Saturday night with Michael Gardner. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of like a bit of a, a random yep. crew, but yeah, we do still mm. speak and see each other a lot. Yep. And uh, if you didn't, so my podcast is kind of aimed from, you know, 10 to 20, kind of like, kind of learning like ways that can inspire them to be what they want to be. How old and are you? 11. 11, okay. So, um, I start asking you these questions. Yeah. I'm going to fire them back at you. Yeah, so, um, if you could give yourself advice when you were kind of 11, 12, yeah. early teens, what, what would be some advice that you reckon would have helped you? Well, the, the advice that my parents gave me and one that I'd also always recommend for other people would be to have a balance. So what I mean by that is obviously the school and football. My mum always said to me, if sport doesn't work out, you need to have something to fall back on. And at no stage ever as a as a kid, you know, your age, or even probably just before I got drafted, I didn't even know if I was going to get drafted, even mm. on draft day. It, it was a long time ago, so there wasn't the amount of media coverage of it. But mum always said to me, you need to have some sort of schooling education behind you just in case football or sport doesn't work, that you've got something that you mm. want to do for the rest of your life. But the other thing that I'd always recommend with balance is play multiple sports. Yeah. You know, as much as I loved football and basketball, my parents were really good at allowing me to try lots of things. So yeah. through my school, I, I tried rugby, I did badminton, tennis, I, I, golf. I just did everything that I could. Yeah. And I felt like in some ways doing a bit of everything made me realise what I loved the most. But all those little skills that all those other sports gave you, I think helped in some ways yeah. to play football. Um, so I'd always recommend try everything and then work out whether you like it or not after the fact. You don't have to make your mind up before you actually try something. But also with school, and I strong, and I hate saying this now that I'm a bit older and I've got mm-hmm. kids, and it probably took me until I was mid-20s, but I think the balance of having something outside of football, so mm-hmm. school or education or a little bit of part-time work, actually helps you play better sport. Yeah. It always, you know, your mind can go away from football just for a moment. You can yeah. focus on Instead something else, and then, you look really, and then you look forward to training the next day because you haven't been thinking about it all day. So I had a, I can't remember what particular year it was. I reckon I was in my mid-20s where I thought, I'm going to go full-time football. So I quit uni, or I stopped going to uni, and I thought, instead of going to uni, why don't I use those days to do extra recovery or do something extra in regards to footy? It can only help. But I actually felt like it went the other way. Yeah, that as much as the much. recovery was good, it was just too much football, and all yeah. I was thinking about was footy. I needed something else. So once that year was over, and I didn't have a great year, so it might have been 2006 or seven around that sort of time, yeah. um, that's when I went back to doing some study again and doing some courses, which I think yeah. helped in the long run. So, um, as you were coming up, were there a lot of people that doubted you? Like, yeah. Um, I, I think you always have people that doubt you. Uh, I, I think the difficult bit to try and relate it to what's going on with kids these days is we didn't have the media coverage. Mm. So, I was drafted at the end of 2001, so I just finished year 12, I was 17 years of age, but I didn't know a lot of the other guys in the draft. So, yeah, now well, everyone, yeah, now everyone knows each other. They're all on social media. They've played each other in carnivals. And I'll give you a quick story. So, I, as I said, I was born in Melbourne but grew up in Bendigo. And I'd heard of a guy called Chris Judd. Oh, yeah. Now, he's from Sandringham, and we obviously know who Chris Judd is now. Yeah. But all I knew about Chris Judd, so he was actually a year older than me, even though we got drafted the same year. He was a, a year older. But all I knew about Chris Judd was he was from lived near the water, so he was near from the water because I didn't know geographically where Brighton was and Sandringham and all the suburbs of Bayside. And I knew that he had really bad shoulders or he had sore shoulders because he had reconstructions. But that's all I knew about Chris Judd. And oh, he got wow. picked yeah. number three in our draft and then ultimately has gone on, gone on to have the career that he has. Mm. Now, I doubt 
in the next month or so when the next draft is that many players wouldn't know each other. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. But I think people doubt you all the time and throughout your footy career that you need to be resilient at times and particularly now with the amount of media coverage that people are going to speak about you and social media in particular, that people are going to question your ability or yeah. your knowledge of the game and all those sort of things. So I definitely had that at different stages throughout my career. Um, I got dropped from the Saints, in, I got dropped once in 2008. So my, my coaches, I guess, in some ways questioned me and doubted whether I was up to the standard consistently. And you have to be able to respond or, or make a decision whether you're prepared to work harder or not. And I always felt with my choices that if people were prepared to give me feedback, that they cared enough to want me to be better. Mm. So therefore it was on me to go away and do the work. And I always tried to train hard, but there was times that you could always train harder. And that's what I tried to yep. do. Um, nice. And a lot of like questions that I know from friends that kind of want to be AFL football is like, what does your diet change much from a bit like when you're an AFL footballer? Uh, I was very <coughs> fortunate with my diet. Yes, it does. Is the is the basic answer or the simple answer that it has to, mm. because you're training five or six days a week. You can't. Your body physically can't keep backing up day after day and yeah. prevent injuries if you're eating junk food or crappy food. Yeah. Like you just you can't do it. But I was always really fortunate, skin fold wise, which is a way yeah. that we measure how much body fat mm. that you've got, that I never used to put on weight much anyway. Oh, yeah. So there'd be times that I would have, I, ne- I rarely ever had in season McDonald's or KFC or anything, yeah. you know, fast food, but I'd have fish and chips every now and then. Yeah. Um, I'd have pizza every now and then. I love pasta, so yeah. I'd had a lot of carbs. But because I was training every day, I was normally okay yeah. to get a- not get away with it, that my body... It wasn't, you know, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't compromising my preparation, but I know lots of guys that had to go on diets to either try and put on weight because they were young and needed mm-hmm. to get a lot bigger or the other way where they were trying to minimise their weight. So yeah. I was very fortunate. I was probably in that middle band where I was pretty neutral the whole time. Nice. Um, what were, do you reckon, some of your highlights of your AFL career? Highlights? Um, the prelims were really special. I mean, the grand finals were really good. We, we play, as you said in your intro, which was fantastic. We played, th- I played in three grand finals over two years because yeah. we had the draw. So they're really special memories. Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't win them. So special, you, not so that you, special. Yeah, so you feel a bit sad that it was such an exciting time of your life, but then it was so sad looking back on it. And it still hurts a, a little bit about what mm. your football life could have been, but that's okay. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But I remember the feeling of getting into the grand finals. So we'd made a prelim... 2004, 2005, and 2008, we'd lost prelims over that Mm -hmm. period of time. And I still remember that feeling of the siren going in 2009 when we won the prelim against the Western Bulldogs. I think it was by four points. And the excitement that we'd get to play in the grand final the next week. And then the same thing the following year in 2010, we played the Western Bulldogs again, but I think the margin was a bit more. I think it was about four or five goals, so it was a little Mm -hmm. bit more comfortable. But just, they were highlights, just at that excitement and that feeling that you not accomplished anything but you got the opportunity to play off in a grand final how cool that was so that were probably my two favorite highlights nice um what i said if it wasn't for footy what do you reckon you would have done instead oh i might be unemployed i'd probably be still still living at home with my mum and dad in bendigo um i would have gone to uni so i did go to uni for a few years um, maybe four or five, six years. What did years. you study at? I was doing sports admin and management. 
So when I was young, I watched a movie called Jerry Maguire. Have you ever seen that? I feel like I might have. Yeah, it's basically it's an American movie, and it's about a sports agent. It's Tom Cruise is the main character, and basically what he is is a manager who manages NFL players as well as some others. And I thought that was pretty cool. Now I didn't really know what it was, and that industry is huge now yeah. in Australia yeah. and it's enormous around the world. But when I was growing up, it wasn't a big industry. But I thought that's pretty cool. You get to manage yeah. and you know negotiate contracts and yeah, that, that feels do sponsors yeah. and endorsements. I thought that's pretty cool. So when I was young, I actually thought I knew what I wanted to do. And then once I started playing footy and went to started going to uni, I had my own manager or an agent. I thought, oh, I don't know if I wanted to do this as yeah. much as I initially did. Yeah. So it changed. A little bit, but I, d- I probably would have finished uni if I wasn't a footballer, but I reckon I would have travelled. I definitely would have gone overseas. I've got two younger sisters that had a gap year, so at the end of their year 12, they'd saved up some money, and they went, I think they both went for 12 months through Europe. Jeez, yeah. yeah, and they sort of backpacked, and they had a group of friends that they went for, and they just went all around the world. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have done that. I think I would have, well, I hope I did. I would have yeah. loved to have done that. Yeah. Um. So, one last thing, and then we're going to do a, some spin-the-wheel kind of fast yeah. challenges. Um, nice. what, do you, um, what are your dreams now? Did I ask that question? No, you haven't. No. So, what, what are my dreams, dreams now? now? <laughs> What's my new premiership? I like this. Um, what are my dreams now? It could I've got, be as soon as, like, next year off, you know, 20, 10, 20. I, I love what I do. It's, um, I get, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm still trying to work that out a little bit. So I do a few talks as well, and I often speak to kids a little bit older than you about what's their premiership. So for me, playing football was about winning a premiership. It was always easy about what mm-hmm. I wanted to do and achieve. But I'm still trying to find exactly what my premiership is now. What do I really want to achieve in life? I know that ultimately I want to have a nice lifestyle for my family and, yeah. and my three kids, and that's really important to me. I love what I do in the media. Yeah. I love talking about football and I love talking about sport I could do it more I could talk all day about those uh, about footy and sport in general so I'd love to do that more what that exact role is I'm not quite sure just yet Um, but I really enjoyed the balance in my life at the moment so cover the football during the footy season which gets really busy I I love the game Um, if I could do that forever I would that's how I feel right now about sport and and Mm. in the media talking and talking about football and watching football all day every day I'd love to do that forever but I also think balance is really important yeah I'm led to believe that you spend a little bit of time overseas each year so that's something that I'd love to do yeah give me any tips on how to do that (laughs) then you have to let me know yeah yeah, we'll do um (laughs) so something I kind of want to make is like kind of a I don't know like something that's kind of limited to what I kind of want to do on my podcast is like do a spin the wheel so I've put a lot of kind of Kind of weird but nice questions in a way. Yeah. On this. Did you come up with them? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, okay. wow. So you actually got a wheel. Yeah, I do. Um, so, first does it question. Work? It does work. So, the first question is What's your favourite country? My favourite country, Italy. Italy, why I've is got, that? I've got quite a few favourite countries because, as I said, I, I love travelling. And I was fortunate at the end of every football season, I went somewhere I made sure I always yeah. and I always got the feeling like I wanted to go overseas my dad's from Italy oh, as yeah. much as I don't look like I'm Italian yeah. my dad's actually from Italy my mum's Irish that's why I look like I do um, and I've been to Italy three or four times and I love first yeah. of all I, I love their food and I'm massive mm. on yeah. pizza and pasta yeah. and their soups and all those yeah. sort of things I love coffee so that's always a big part of it 
but I've always just found it a really special place. Yep. You know, Rome, Florence, um, Venice. I think nearly Venice is my favourite place. Oh, yeah. Anything that's hanging over water where you have yeah. to get boats around and all that. Yeah. That's pretty so cool. cool. I want to go cool? there one day. I think it's sinking. Last time I heard, I haven't read yeah. up on it recently, but yeah, next sure it's, thousand yeah, years it's slowly going yeah. down. So that's probably my favourite place in the world is Italy. Nice. Let's go on to the next one. Yeah. I like the sound effect. Yes, it's cool. You've done well. Ooh, I want to know this. Which AFL team did you go for as a kid? I was Essendon. Essendon? I, gr- oh, I grew yeah. up barracking for Essendon. So for my first birthday, so my dad barracked for Richmond, my mum mm-hmm. barracked for Collingwood, and they'd made an agreement not to convince me. They weren't allowed to influence me either Jeez. way. And then my next-door neighbour at the time, our next-door neighbours were Essendon supporters, and they gave me a jumper for my first birthday, an Essendon jumper, with the number 32 on it. And number 32 at that time was a guy called Tim Watson, yeah. who now yeah. is on the news and, and works for the same radio station mm. I do, SEN. So he was my favourite player growing up. So I was Essendon mm. until the age you, of 17. You still got a bit of a soft spot for them? No, not at all. As Nothing. soon as I got drafted, and this is a bit, I don't know, It just as soon as I got drafted, I'd lost all attachment to Essendon. And it wasn't even, it was sort of almost before I'd even... A, a week had gone at St Kilda. I just felt like that was done. That I yeah. was St Kilda, you feel like and, a same and I was committed, and I was yeah. all a part of it. And I got to train with, mm. you know, Robert Harvey yeah. and Aaron Hamill, like yeah. some of these awesome players. I was like, no, nah, never had that feeling ever yeah. again. Like Essendon had a soft spot for me. Yeah, like like you said, uh, your parents kind of didn't convince you. Yeah. I, I I had a little stage from a Saints fan, so it's like pretty much all my um, kind of extended family. But mm. um. When I was like three, two, yeah. I had this little thing about Collingwood and my dad said, you know... How did that come about? I How do not know. do that to yourself? I, oh, I don't like Collingwood. He, he said life. two things. You'll lose all your teeth <laughs> yeah. and you're more than happy to go for them, but you're going to have to find another house yeah. to live in. Nice. So that was kind of... Nice. A, then, well, you, then that made me... I'm now not, I'm a diehard Saints fan. My two boys, they've got the same sort of rule at home. Yeah. That they're part of the father-son program yeah. at St Kilda and they've got St Kilda jumpers. But their grandfather's a mad hawk supporter, so my oh, yeah. wife's father. Is she, is he and he always wears a hawk's hat. Yeah. So he's trying to convince him to, to say, go hawks. And I've yeah. said, if you speak like that, that's worse than a swear word in our house. Yeah. That you have to go outside and you stay out and you sleep with the crickets overnight if you keep yeah. speaking like that. Yeah. So your, your dad's a wise man. Why did you go to North Melbourne? This is a question <laughs> I've always wanted to ask you. Uh, it's a little bit complex and it's a little bit political as well. Did you well. get not off, get off at a contract? Or? No, I still had a year to go on a contract at at St Kilda. So I was still under contract. There was a few people that were making decisions at the Saints that were making hard decisions which meant a few of us had to move on. And there was a few things happening behind the scenes that I wasn't overly happy with. So when I was hearing about these things happen, happening, I felt like it was probably in my best interest that yeah things were going to get go downhill after that anyway. Mm. So as much as I didn't want it to ever happen, I never thought yeah. it would up until probably two weeks before it actually happened. I was glad that I ended up leaving when I did just because I don't think it would have been great yeah. for me to stay for much longer. But you, you still call yourself a Saints supporter? I or do now, North absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, even when I was at North Melbourne, I tried as hard as I could. I did everything that I could to try and win when I was with the Kangas. I've made some really good friends from the Kangas, yeah. and they're a great club. I always knew yeah. at some stage, living where I did, the amount of time I'd spend at the yeah. Saints, and having some friends so heavily involved there, yeah. I'd like to go back and help out in yeah. some way. I think back in, when was, I don't, can't remember, but when you moved to the 
North Melbourne, I think, yeah. because of you, North Melbourne became my second favourite yeah, team nice. for like a while, <laughs> couple years, but now I don't know. That's all right. They can be your second yeah. favourite. Yeah, That's not okay. the first. No don't, way. Don't tell you that. Yeah. No, he, he's all right. He's he doesn't right. mind North Melbourne. He's he's a Hawks man. Is like second after Hawks saying, are second. Played Hawks under 19. Oh, there back you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So as let's get on to the next one. As long as they're yeah. second. All right. What we got? There's it's the like wheel two of death. Secret talent. What's a secret talent? You like, kind oh. of. I don't think I've got many secret talents. And I'm not like saying that because I don't want to tell you I don't have it. No, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm a shocking singer. I thought I was good until I once heard my own voice and then I realised how bad I was. Yeah, it always sounds so good when you listen. My, and then you play it on the video. My voice all. even now, in my head when I speak, sounds so different than I hear myself on radio or TV and I'm embarrassed mm. by it. But it always sounds I've, so bad when you listen I've to it. I've got no choice. Mm. This is just my voice, unfortunately. Yeah. So I can't sing. I used to like <laughs> dancing. Oh, now, yeah. I don't know if it was a talent because a lot of people would say <laughs> I wasn't a good dancer, but I used to like trying to dance. Yeah. But no, I don't have any party tricks, even if I've had a few beers or wines yeah. I still don't do any tricks I think I'm funny sometimes yeah but it's not a trick there's one about the jokes so that might be a good <laughs> yeah, one to right. get on to <laughs> right, let's I try hope... and get the joke one I see what are we gonna get favourite book are you a book reader I was yeah what I was, your was not a, I'm not a great reader because well I'm not now because of the kids that I don't have as much time but I should go to bed early and read books my favourite book I've ever read, I think, is a book called Scar Tissue by a guy called Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be a little bit young to read this one, yeah. but it's just because of some of the lifestyle yeah. decisions that he's made in his life. But I've had a few books in my life that I couldn't put down, and I was on yeah. holidays when I read that one. I think I was on my honeymoon, actually, and I absolutely loved it. One of the I read it from front to back as fast as I could just because I was so engrossed in it, and he just lived a life. Yeah. And might still, I don't know what he's doing these days. It was just so far away yeah. from anything that I'd ever known or been associated with. It was just fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've read Michael Jordan books. Yeah. I like some singers like Robbie Williams. I've read a few of his books. I remember reading, I remember one of the first books I ever read by choice was a Tiger Woods book when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, and I might have it even somewhere. Well, my mum might have put it aside for me, but... I just love sports. I love autobiographies. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's as long like, as it's sort of real, I, yeah. I, I'm drawn at to that. At school at the moment, we have to read like narrative type books, and I'm trying What's to a narrative book. What does that mean? Like kind of made up, like oh, kind okay. of those. And um, I've been trying to convince my teacher to let me read autobiographies because yeah. well, they're the only books I actually like want to sit yeah. down and read. Yeah. What's your favorite book? I love Shoe Dog by, Ni- oh, by yeah. Nike. I um, just got that. I yeah, I read it with of... my dad and. About a year ago, and I've read it twice now. I just love it so much. Love, I, love my shoes. I got that. I got that given to me as a present in the last couple of months. I haven't got around to reading, yeah. but that'll be on it's top. It's a of good it. read. Yeah, good read. I've only heard good things about yeah. it. So that would probably be mine. Thanks for kind of shooting me back. <laughs> I'll throw something back at you here. Keep me on your toes. Favorite song, and you got to sing it. Favorite this is perfect. Song. My favorite song. Um. If you need a, if you need audio for it, I actually, I actually love a lot of songs. As I said, I'm no good at singing, but in the car, I rarely listen to podcasts or yeah, talkbacks. So I work for SEM, which is a lot of talkback radio. I try to pretend that I like podcasts. I just like recording them. Yeah, you like not recording really them. the listening okay. part of it. But... Every now and then, but I love when I'm in the car. It's when I sort of mm. tune out a little bit yeah. and what I like song? to listen to songs. Oops, one um, song. Oh, what's my favourite song? 
I'm, and I'm, I'm only, Good song. I'm whatever. only going through it. So I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, my favourite Red Hot Chili Peppers is probably Under the Bridge, which is... Can you sing a bit of it? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I think I might have sung it in karaoke recently. I was in oh, Thailand yeah. for a wedding. I had a mate's wedding in Thailand earlier this year. And I might have had a couple of drinks before I got yeah. up and joined in with the band. Um, so that's one of my favourites. But I loved, I used to love Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I used to love Robbie Williams. So they're always... Mm-hmm. And I know most of the words to their songs, so I was happy with that. But now, I'll listen to anything on the radio. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift every now and oh, then. Yeah. Check it out. Um, but I'm pretty... As long as it's got a bit of beat and as long as huh. I... Well, I'll tell you the songs I don't like. Cool. The ones that don't have words in it. You know how, like, maybe your age group, maybe a touch older, listen to all that doof doof or house music? No, oh, no is it like it? beat? Yeah. I hate mm. that stuff. Yeah, I like good... Like, I like songs that, like, have real-life stories that kind of connect oh, in yeah. a way. Like autobiography through a song. Like an Eminem? Yeah, yeah, like he tells a story. Any rap, any yeah, rap okay. I'm, I'm into that. I remember that walking into the gym at both St Kilda and North Melbourne, and they've got us um, the sound system in there, and it used to be on like an iPad, you used to be able to enter whatever you wanted, and the songs would come up. And uh, I remember walking into the gym, and the young guys used to always take control, and it'd always be that heavy music with no words, and I used to hate doing weights. Yeah, like it'd go for an hour, an hour and a half of your weight session. I didn't hear one word through that whole time because that. Stupid music. So that's when I started getting a bit turned off, and I thought maybe I'm actually getting a bit older here. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't enjoy this music anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. You feel young at one point, and then yeah. then you kiss. Uh, there's like one more I want to get super bad. We're not going to get it this time. What's your favourite veggie? Uh, favourite veggie, probably just the carrot. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, simple. Yeah, I don't mind cooking and. I've just made dinner for my family before I left and I did roast veggies for them. Um, I like veggies. I like veggies when I have to. Carrot, you can do them a few ways. I remember as a kid, Mm. mum and dad used to do like a honey carrot. So Mm. it's like just a normal carrot. You just chop it up and you drizzle some honey through it as you're cooking and it just sweetens it a little bit. I'm pretty simple when it comes to veggies. That's good. And I'm not a fantastic cook, so there's not much variety with me. You either get it roasted or steamed. Yeah, as as long as you can cook. That's That's it. You only get it two styles. Tell me your best joke. Oh. This is a good one. I like you. I feel like you have good jokes. I have dad jokes. Because, as I said before, I think I'm funny, but then I realise my wife doesn't laugh, and my mates said... But you laugh yourself? I laugh 100%, yep. and I go early as well. Before the joke's over, I always <laughs> yeah. start giggling because I remember the ending, and then I can't get my joke out. Yeah. Um, my favourite joke... Now, the one thing I must say about my jokes is I listen to a lot, and I always say to myself, I need to remember that. That's a really good one. I'm going to steal that and pretend like I made it up. But I always struggle to remember it when it comes down to the mm. crunch. But I remember this one. So bear with me. Pardon the pun. So a bear walks into a bar. Yeah. And the bear walks up to the bartender and says to the bartender, can I have a vodka and a Coke? <laughs> the bartender looks back at the bear with a bit of a puzzled look and says, why the big pause? The bear puts up his paws and says, don't know, I've always had them. <laughs> it's such a That's like, funny, not funny. I can't even remember my other ones. It's like a funny, not funny one. Like, <laughs> the people that get it will laugh. The people that don't get it will be like, what? Uh, I'd love to give you one more, but I can't even think. Because I do tell a couple of the same jokes over and over. But... Mm. You, you often like... When you're thinking of them to yourself, they're like, you know, like you have like I 20. Think it's hilarious. As I'll soon as you get asked, yeah. then. 
I feel like I should write them down or have them on hand somewhere or save them in my phone for moments like this when you say, tell me your favourite joke. Okay, what's your favourite quote? Oh, right, that's Ooh, the my favourite quote. There's a quote that I said to my kids the other day for the first time. And I said to them, I'm, I think they're too young to understand, but I said to them, if you fall down seven times, get up eight. So oh, what I mean by that is you're going to have ups and downs in your life. And they're only young, and I'm trying to instill some resilience in them. And I know they're only young, so I've got to be a little bit careful. But I just want them to understand that life doesn't always go perfect, and they don't always get exactly what they want. And my kids are very fortunate that they ask for things and they normally get it either from my wife and I or particularly the mother-in-law, that their grandmother is very good at giving them things, that I just want them to understand that if you don't get your way, it's okay, that you can get back up yeah. and go again and it'll work. Make sure you keep trying. And I always felt for football in particular, those sort of things worked. Yeah, so that's a simple one, but I think it makes sense and it's timeless. I don't think it'll ever yeah. go out of fashion. I've got a question for you before okay. we finish. Okay. With your podcast, two questions actually. Mm-hmm. With your podcast... Who would be your favourite guest to interview? This is don't exactly say me because I'm here. This I'm is gonna, exactly don't embarrass gonna, me because yeah. I'm here. I was going to ask you if you could, if there's anyone you'd get me in contact with for yeah, a future episode. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess I'm an absolute cricket maniac. Cricket's okay. what I'd love to do. I'd love to get someone on um, Shane Warne or yeah. Steve Smith. Someone that, like, I know, I know Shane Warne's got a few stories. I've um, read a bit of his... I think he's... Yeah, um, he might have a unspun- Yeah, he's been, his book <laughs> was good. I, I, he's a bit of a, you know, funny... He's a character, bit isn't he? ...bit up-and-down bloke. Yeah, but nice. I feel like he'd be kind of a good one to yeah. kind of hear what actually happens. Okay. In like, what about outside of sport? Have you got some aspirations of someone that you might be able to... you'd love to talk to? Sport. There's, like, a few, like, super famous ones. Um, yeah. Which you, actually, I'm going to... Get my notes because I have a like You've got a, a wish list. Yeah, or well, not a wish list, but like my dream podcasters. Okay. Um, just because I don't want to give you, you know, better so stuff you, that's not yeah. right. So you're organised. Yeah. Good on you. So. Oh no, that's that's in support. Um. <laughs> um well, give me a couple. Robin Sharma. Do you know who that is? No. No. Um. Robin he's, Sharma. He's a mentor. He's. I don't know. What would you call him? Yeah, he's, he's an inspirational Inspirational speaker? Yeah. Okay, is he American or Australian? He's American. Okay. He's Canadian. Okay, nice. Kind of connected there. Yeah. Phil Knight, yeah. um, would you consider him in sport? Kind of, kind yeah, of Yeah, but he's business. Yeah. That'd be a good one, I like that. Um, Do you know Gary V? Yeah, I know who Gary yep. V is. A little he's, motivational sort yep. of bloke, yeah. I'd love to, because yeah. he's got a podcast. And yeah, I, I used to follow him a lot on social media. Yeah, I, I follow him dropped off, now. I need to get yeah. back on board. Would you recommend him? Yeah. Okay. And do you know Ariana Huffington? Oh. Top 50 most inspirational woman of all time, I think. Really? I, mum, my mum has contact to her, so okay. she might be one. But they're, Would they're you ever interview your mum or your dad on this? Or your sister? I thought I might. If I ever run out of like, people, <laughs> then I'll get them. But don't <laughs> you reckon... If you get a real yeah, desperate. Don't, don't you reckon it's super awkward to kind of sit down with your mum? Like, but you might um, be able to ask the hard questions, the ones that you mm. haven't been able to ask at home. You think, hey, this is on the record now, mum. I've got to ask it. You know, Maybe in the future. Who's your child? No, that's, that one's obvious. You know, what mistakes did you make mm. in my upbringing? Yeah. What would you do different? I think this is... This, I feel like that could actually be this really could, good. This like, could be podcast yeah, number three, I reckon. Yeah, for, for parents. Um, yeah, they're the main ones. But if you could recommend me one that you think would fit my podcast that you have contact with, yeah. who do you reckon? Um, I think the sporting... I could, I could help you out with sport. That's an easy one. 
The other one is, um, think about people that are associated with St Kilda. There's a lot of mm-hmm. high profile, obviously the players and yeah. the staff and all those things, coaches and yeah. all that sort of stuff, which is a bit easier. But then they've got a lot of people I think it could be really interesting with business and with, you know, they've got actors and sports people that support the football club opposed yeah. to the players. I reckon you've got an opportunity to touch base because that's the hardest bit. How, yeah. how are you going to meet these people and, and reach out and yeah. be able to say g'day to them and present yeah. your ideas? So yeah, I it's think always, you'll be okay. It, it's always the hardest kind of when you're starting because at the moment when we're recording this, you need three episodes to upload Okay. because um, you have to upload three at one time. Okay. And it's really hard when you kind of get, when you um, propose to a lot of people and they ask, like, what's your pod, like, can yeah. you, what's it called on the podcast app? Yeah. Because it's always hardest. What's when, it called? Record? No, co- um, it's podcast app, like, because okay. they, they'll ask, like, what's it called because I want to yeah. go listen to it. Okay. And then they, um, you know, like, when there's, when I'm, I feel like when I kind of get the ball rolling yeah, and, and then yeah. people might actually come to me instead of... Nice. But, yeah. I've got one last question for you. Okay. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? Okay. I have a few. <laughs> um, are, they, are you able to do them all at the one time or you have to do yes, one? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. One after. Like, so, cricket, my main one. I'm you want to play cricket? Cricket maniac. Are you more do... than football? Yeah. Are you really? Are you a batter or a bowler? I'm a... Probably start to call myself a batsman now, but um, I'm all right at bowling. Good on I you. love cricket. Like as you're talking about the rep thing, rep that you do, like. I love doing that and nice. everything. Like I think I do cricket. What do I do? Four or five days a week. Oh gosh. So I love. You're it. flat out. I'm committed. Right. One right. day. One day. And um, photography's one. Yeah. I do photography at the moment. Yeah. I'm connecting with Sony and a few other brands, so that will be able to get me started on career that starts now and kind of hopefully nice. goes in and, and what sort of photography because i follow you street on social... photography do you follow my photography i know i follow you on instagram yeah, on and i've instagram. noticed your photos are exceptional yeah and i might have to ask you for some advice i thought you had yeah. a special phone or a special camera that no, was doing it for you i do have a camera which is all right but um i wish it was like like kind of the quality of your eyes and then you could like take your eyes out turn them around put yeah. replacement eyes out, and take photos like whenever you want okay but Sadly, that's not a thing. And then <laughs> my last one, I'd kind of love to be a CMO of a business. Like What's the a CMO? chief marketing officer. Okay. Because I kind of like marketing. Marketing yeah. something that interests me. I was following my dad's kind of half mum's footsteps. Yeah. I feel like that'd be fun, a, a kind of a sport business, an AFL players associate, something like that. Would, nice. I feel like would be fun, but... That will come after. Do you after. think you've got a possibility to change your mind or you feel like you're so sorry oh, yes, on these yes. ideas that you're like... Cricket, I'm probably, at the moment, unless I get sick of it, which I won't, yeah. you know, never know. Um, I kind of feel super committed to it. Um, my grandma is like, she's um, got this thing in her head that I'm going to go beat England on their own soil and you are... and I, I kind of Yeah, oh, that's nice. what she says. And Steve she, Smith style? Yeah, 212, not that. Just classic. Easy. Um, but yeah, she, she kind of says, like, you are. And I tell myself, like, I am going to play for Australia, nice. not I want. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I guess when I kind of like 15, 16, that's when I'll probably 14, 15-ish, I'll probably have to make a decision if I really want to go for it. Yeah. But at the moment, that's what I want to do. Good. If, I, if I have a massive growth spurt, I'm pretty tall for my age. Basketball could be something I'd also love nice. to do. Love a bit of basketball. But, but sports first. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Sport followed by some sort of marketing, something like yeah, that. Yeah, nice. Good on you.
And how, and how are you going at school? You're getting good marks? I guess I'm going all right. Strong? I'm getting above expectation on most subjects. Um, nice. I don't know, because there's a few subjects I struggle in, but then now we're doing, like, because I, tra- I travel a lot with my mum and I learn a lot about business, so now we're doing a lot of business-type subjects, so then I kind of, I guess, I kind of, after I travel for a long time, I might get behind a bit, yeah. But I learn so much when I'm travelling, so yeah. often it kind of pays off after you a while. You can relate your travelling, your experiences. Yeah, because like, as I go, you know, I get taught about, you know, all the economy and how, how all this marketing stuff works. Nice. I guess it kind of pays off. But, yeah, I'm doing all right at school. And language? Language. Do you speak other languages? Yeah, I, I speak fluent Swedish from mum, um, and I'm learning French at the moment. Nice. Um, dad, Dad's re- my grandpa... Um, and his family were all um, Polish and French. So French, I guess, because my auntie kind of speaks French, so that's kind of helping me with French, yeah. but I'm not fluent. I just only started this year, so... Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on this Thank podcast. Thank you for having and me. And I look forward to chatting with you soon.